This is Bloomberg Surveillance. The main focus now is to prevent that this move in Britain encourages populist movements in other countries. Nothing will change in the terms on which Britain can trade with the rest of the world for at least two years. This project to knit the European countries together in a kind of a United States of Europe is up against it. In my view, it's not going to work. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keen. Bloomberg Surveillance Worldwide. We welcome all of you this morning. Michael, you got your arm up over there. You got some news coming? We've got some news coming. It is car sales day, the first car of the month. We're day. getting reports on June car sales from the big three, the first of the big three, as always, Fiat Chrysler. Uh, sales up 6.5%. That's less than the uh, forecast mm-hmm. consensus estimate of 8.9%. However, once again, sales are up for a Fiat Chrysler. So um, they continue their trend of okay. continue, continually improving their business. With pound sterling, 132.94, you wonder where car sales will be in the United Kingdom as they export That's an important uh, question. Produce. You know, one of the biggest employers in, in uh, England and the biggest car sales company in England is the Ford Motor Company. So what yeah. happens in it's England, not just Rolls Royce. What happens in England matters a lot in Detroit. You know, I saw Micklesway with his Bentley the other day, and I'm like, where did he get that? Did he buy it? The, the wheel was on the other side of the car. Couldn't it's believe it. Forward for now. <laughs> the Forex brief this morning brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Forex traders focus on tightness of spreads. If cost matters, visit ibkr.com slash Forex to learn about their Forex ECN and includes 14. 14 of the largest interbank dealers. Sterling, 132.95. Micklethwaite's broke. Yen, 102.64. Euro, 111.35. We'll leave it at that. What is success? I think it is a mixture of having a flair for the thing that you are doing, knowing that it is not enough, that you have got to have hard work and a certain sense of purpose. Margaret Thatcher, from a few years ago, John Micklethwaite with a terrific essay, Truly heartfelt essay that those for, those against, on his England. I make jokes about it, but John, congratulations on this essay. The photo of Baroness Thatcher speaks volumes about your emotion as well. Is Michael Gove or Theresa May or uh, you're not running, are you? I'm, I was thinking about it. I, we could run together as a, as a joint ticket, which would be the obvious answer. We have a Canadian bank, governor of the Bank of England. Who's running the country anyway. Yeah. It'd be a small step to Tom Keane as, as king, maybe. Where is the certain sense of purpose going forward, as Baroness Thatcher spoke of? <laughs> the certain sense of purpose. I, I think, to be fair, right, I think, to be fair to Michael Gove and Theresa May, both in different ways have a certain sense of purpose. Um, Michael Gove is um, he's a friend of mine, isn't he? He's a ideologue. I mean, he, he is somebody who believes very, very firmly in things. And for instance, I think he would be wholly convinced that Brexit is within the tradition of Margaret Thatcher. He would see it as a tradition trying mm-hmm. to build a liberal, um, better Britain that could sit outside right. the Leviathan of Brussels. That would, that's very much the way he goes. And that's very much the sort of Britain he would like to build. And Michael, his humility in his comments today of saying he doesn't have the vavoom, he doesn't have the pop of the other candidates was something. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's true. I think he's always been a, um, he's always been uh, somebody who's been a thinker rather than necessarily a leader. It's worth, it's worth pointing out in his favour, he was the guy who got hold of the education brief 
and push through a very tough education thing um, past uh, the school teachers who are almost as powerful a lobby in Britain as they are in America. And he did push, he pushed that very hard. It did result in him getting extraordinarily unpopular <laughs> teachers. So he was removed by Cameron, who was another of, um, a very close friend of his, and put into a, a different post. Theresa May is, is much more a more sort of solid figure. She's slightly more akin in some ways to Angela Merkel. And in some ways, again, I think that makes her quite an attractive candidate because she might be the sort of person you can imagine sitting down with Merkel and trying to hash out a deal, but doing it on broadly equivalent levels. She has one difficulty as a sort of home secretary, as we call it. She was the person who was at least nominally in charge of immigration. But the problem with immigration is that nobody is really in charge with it because as long as Britain mm -hmm. is within the European Union, as many people from the European Union in general, can get into Britain as, as they want. Getting a lot of notice for the uh, essay you wrote this week for uh, Bloomberg.com. Uh, goodbye to all that. A sort of lament for the uh, United Kingdom that that was um, and maybe a I decline. Stole, I stole the title from Robert Graves, his, <laughs> his poem, which is one of, one of the many influences of Tom Keane, or maybe it was the other way around. What struck um, me, though, in reading it was uh, that I, I wondered if I were reading the lament of an Englishman who uh, was coming from the perspective of someone within England looking at, at this, because as a historian, you know that things go in cycles. You, you praise the Thatcher era and the, the level to which she rose. But if the Argentine generals hadn't invaded the Falklands, she might have been a one-term prime minister. We never would have been talking about her. Accidents of history can mean a lot. Um, yes, I think, I think maybe very quickly, just I should quickly lay out the thesis. The thesis was this, is that back in 1979, uh, Mrs. Thatcher snuck up on Britain. We, most people then voted. Certainly I was very young. I think I was too young just to vote. But most people I knew who voted for her voted for her as being a sort of hard-headed pragmatist who would deal with, um, you know, the mess that Labour had left, the winter of discontent and things like that. In fact, as I put in the essay, she was a much more idealistic thing. She, she called back on the sort of ancient British idea of liberalism in some ways, not liberalism as in Nancy Pelosi, but the liberalism of Adam Smith and John Stuart Mill and those sort of people. And she opened up free markets. She pushed things very, very hard, and it was cathartic, as you've just pointed out. She was very lucky. She might well have been, almost certainly would have been thrown out um, in 1983, but for the fact that the Argentines rather stupidly invaded the Falklands and she was able to, to push them out and claim a victory. She, 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 she was lucky. She wasn't always consistent, but she was, by most people's standards, brutal in her desire to sort of open Britain up. She probably went too far in some places. A lot of the industrial north that voted against, uh, voted for Brexit this time were the areas she came from. And my thesis is that that was the beginning of a sort of reversal of history. The, the, the Britain I grew up in was one where we just expected gentle, gentlemanly decline. Um, and then it was just bound to gradually go down. That was the whole atmosphere of everything I saw. Thatcher completely shook that up. And to be fair to her successors, to be fair to John Major, um, uh, Tony Blair, they opened that up. Britain became the sort of capital of finance for Europe. It became the capital also of, of, of talented people. If I was to... Visit, you know, the, the, any of the people in this room in Rome or in Paris or in Berlin, well, all their children would be trying to go to London to, to, to be, um, to, to, to work there, to study there. And, and for that extent, London, rather bizarrely, despite being the place 
which was least happy with the European Union, became a sort of capital of Europe. And what I fear is that maybe, just maybe, this Brexit vote is the end of that era. But could it also not lead to a reinvention? Uh We could. I think, again, if Michael Gove was here, he would sit and say, absolutely, what we're doing is 100% in the spirit of Margaret Thatcher. She might well have voted for Brexit herself. But the danger is that for every pro-globalization person like Gove, and arguably like Boris Johnson too, although his beliefs are a little less certain, if we could put it that way, um, for every single person who, who would think this is, you know, about Britain being the global cultural entrepot, there are quite a lot of people, or, m- or most of the Brexit vote were people who said we've had too much globalization, not the people who said we haven't had enough. Gove, Gove is from that liberal tradition. We're going through that in the U.S., certainly, with Trump and the whole question of whether populism is on the rise. But you go, go back to the 1890s. I mean, the world was coming to an end. William Jennings Bryan was going to run the country. And, exactly. we were gonna, and, and you know, then you got Teddy Roosevelt, who adopted all that stuff. And you know, I heard you make a very good joke this morning about, um, um, about Tom Keene being an intern in the 1790s. <laughs> but, but back in an interesting, perhaps the most interesting bit, which I didn't put in the essay, Almost one interesting bit relevant to that is there's a bit of John Maynard Keynes where he looks back at a Londoner in 1913 and the Londoner is sitting in bed. It's the end of the first great age of globalization and he is sipping his morning tea in bed and he is able to order from around the world everything. He can order any any manufacture. Mm -hmm. There is no barriers of trade. Global currency, effectively, Sterling was that. You, you have this fantastic open market around the world, and he all he can think about is the fact he can order the stuff around the world, and in his newspaper, there's a sort of headline at the bottom saying, Archduke shot in Sarajevo, but he does not believe that the world is going to change, except it's going to get more global. And in some right. ways, we're at a sort of similar sort of moment. People voted for this thing somewhat by accident, but it could have very, very big ramifications. John, do you believe the and I, this is from the Economist Tower in St. James? Do you believe that the elites on St. James Street in London, or of all different pay scales, they really are going to move to Europe? I think quite. I think what will happen is uh, two things. One, a, there is a vast sort of soft. Uh, a power element of Britain, which is hard to shake. People have children at British schools. Exactly. Other people have moved there. But there are some structural things. You know, you, you, Britain has, it doesn't have particularly great infrastructure. We're not particularly big on productivity in some areas. Um, the, the, the reasons that made it a default option mm. for anybody who is young well, and clever in Europe may change. John, thank you so much. John Micklethwaite with Bloomberg this morning. Let's check in with Michael Barr now and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. A Justice Department official says Attorney General Loretta Lynch expects to accept whatever recommendation prosecutors make in the investigation into Hillary Clinton's handling of emails while she was Secretary of State. It comes after a private discussion Lynch had aboard her plane Monday with former President Bill Clinton It's been criticized as inappropriate by Republicans and some Democrats. A federal judge is putting on a hold key portions of a new Florida abortion law. The law blocks public funding for Planned Parenthood and greatly increases inspection requirements aboard the abortion clinics. A new poll shows that European citizens want the EU to be more involved in the fight against terrorism. In the poll announced by the European Parliament in Brussels, it says 82% of the EU should intervene more than it has now been in the anti-terrorism experts. I'm Michael Barr, 
This is Bloomberg. Mike, Tom? Michael Barr, thanks so much. We didn't get to a John Mickelthwaite, but I can assure you it's his fault there isn't a third runway at Heathrow. We'll continue. Bloomberg Surveillance, this is Bloomberg. Market Drivers, brought to you by Bank of America. Merrill Lynch committed to bringing higher finance to lower carbon, named the most innovative investment bank for climate change and sustainability by the banker. That's the power of global connections. Bank of America, N.A., FDIC. 